Hey there, friends, it's Nick. So I'm going to talk about the Terminator defense today, which is not an ideal defense to use in life or business, but it's something I had to use this, this week. Let me explain. I, I mentioned that I've been doing this thing. I've been working on this application that involved a lot of questions over the past, well, it was mostly last week, really, but, um, normally with something this important, I would run it through a proofreader, you know, because as I've said before on this podcast, I'm reminded every day that, 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 that there is a fundamental difference between the jobs of copywriting and proofreading. But this time I had a, a challenge because there was a lot of detail I could put into this, this particular document. And I had seven days to do it effectively, which really, when you think about the other things that are going on in like, you know, like, like work commitments, like family commitments, we were away all last weekend. It was really a lot less than seven days. And a proofreader, you're probably looking at somewhere between a day and two days. Yeah. So say maybe 48 hours. So in the end, I decided not to run it by a proofreader. And I added something near the top of this document, which is essentially a Terminator defense. So <laughs> let me just scoot back a bit. In Terminator, I'm going to assume you've seen Terminator because really, if you haven't seen Terminator, you're, you're probably on the wrong podcast, but. In Terminator, this is a time travel adventure, right? And it's a time travel adventure where, uh, the aliens, not the aliens, the, the robots are going to take over and in the future, the rebel leader, a guy called John Connor, he, he understands that, that the robots have sent another robot back in time to kill his mother. So he will never be born. So the humans. The resistance never rises and the war is won effectively in the past with just this targeted assassination. Now he sends a guy back to stop the robot from killing his mother. And the guy becomes the man that his mother falls in love with. And it's in fact his father, right? So like all time travel adventures, like, um, back to the future, all of these time travel adventures are built over a a massive paradox or as, um, uh, Robert McKee, his lecture story series of lectures I went to recently, I mentioned, you know, he calls it, this is not just a plot hole. It is a massive black hole, a chasm, because if the reason that you're able to send someone back in time is that that person is actually your father. You don't have to take that very far before you realize how impossible it is, because obviously if you've never born, if you've never been born, you can't, you can't send your father back in time. So it's just this massive, massive plot hole, right? And McKee was really funny, actually, when he talked about the way that, that James Cameron, who wrote the script and directed Terminator, the way that he deals with this massive plot hole is that at the very end of the movie, um, so you've got the mother, Sarah Connor has escaped. She's escaped the Terminator. Uh, the man she fell in love with her son's father is, is dead. He's gone, but she is, she's away. She's on the run. She alone amongst humanity knows that this apocalypse is coming in a few years, and she knows that the, the child she has inside her belly, she's still pregnant, is going to be this great resistance leader. She knows all this. 
And it, in the last sort of um, dialogue or the last voiceover, I guess you'd say, of the movie, she addresses this problem. She addresses this massive plot hole. And she essentially says, this stuff is really complicated. You could lose your mind thinking about it. So I'm just not going to worry about it. And it's like, this is the Terminator defense. The Terminator defense is that we don't try and hush up an issue. We bring it out into the open and we address it so that other people don't, don't have to. And, uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, the document that I submitted this week is, is seven and a half thousand words long. And it was done at pace because of time constraints. And I have no doubt, like every published book in the world, there is going to be some, there's going to be stuff in there that's wrong. There's going to be spelling mistakes. There's going to be grammar mistakes. You know, even though I put it through Grammarly, even though I looked, you know, I was on Google Docs and Google Docs has decent spell checks and stuff. There's going to be stuff because that is the nature of the beast. Do we try and ignore it and hope it won't get noticed? Or do we address it full on? My way, my terminated defense was just saying at the start of this document, Listen, normally I'd have done this, but given the time constraints, I wanted to spend those two days giving you content to think about. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. Remember that your story means business. And if you want to dig deeper into the stuff that I do, search online for story.business. Bye now.